Ono Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Here's the 1-0. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught. At the wall, caught by Tapia. Boy, I thought that was gone. Oh, you thought it was gone, did you? We couldn't tell. We couldn't tell that you thought it was gone. <laughs> That's the opposite of our favorite. Well, to drive to a uh, uh, left field, and it's a big ride. I like how he had to sit there and think, like, all right, what is that? Left, right, center, ah, <laughs> left field. <laughs> uh, hey, I get it. Tough job. No, no, uh, no harm, no foul here. We're just we're laughing with you. That's yeah, but it. recognizing left field is not one of the harder parts of the job. IMO, in my opinion. Right. Uh, is uh, ESPN putting Texas at number, like, I don't know, five or six in their FPI rankings? Is that the same as uh, calling a premature home run? I text, uh, Teddy, nothing, nothing can compare to putting Texas in a preseason, not even in the top ten, well inside the top ten at number six in a preseason poll. It is um, – there's been a lot of embarrassing things that have happened this offseason. But nothing more embarrassing has happened than this. Texas at number six. And, oh, by the way, a 41% chance to win the Big 12, a 21% chance to make the college football playoff, and better odds than OU to go undefeated on the schedule when they play Alabama in the non-conference. How, what, am I, what am I missing? It, well, I know what's going on here. I'm, I'm just... I'm trying to rationalize this as if ESPN is just a disinterested uh, analytics provider here, right? Like, hey, we've crunched the numbers and look what they look what they tell us. But that's not what's going on here at all, is it? I mean, ESPN is—they're trying to pump engagement or something, right? There's no reason. That they should be in there. Um, no I, reason. Yeah, I, I guess I don't I don't know how you can create a formula to where it pumps out numbers that say, Oh yeah, Texas, number 16 this year. Yeah, 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 Horns will be pretty good. 41% chance to win the conference if they haven't won in over a decade. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to be good. I don't I, know forget, forget the uh, number six in the FPI, number six overall. Let's just talk about the chance of winning the Big 12. How, how did they come to 40, a 40% chance to win the Big 12? Like, what is that based off of? I, dude. <laughs> how does that even happen? I, I, I don't know. I, I could really sit here and figure it out, but I don't know if I have the energy to figure out the metrics of a ranking that is so incredibly flawed. And it's not right. – it, it'd be different – if Texas was the only one that's like, okay, that's a little bit out of line, but everything else checks out. No, not really. Pitt at 9, Auburn at 10, which is maybe even a bigger dumpster fire 
than what Texas is right now, it's it's really bad. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't know. I don't know enough about Auburn uh, or even Pitt. I I know a decent amount about Texas. And I'm not like I don't I'm not mad at Texas. I don't care about Texas. I I'm just I'm totally just baffled and I'm curious as to how anyone comes up with that number. I just don't I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, well, it's a pretty irresponsible uh, concoction of numbers, if you ask me. If that's what we're they were five out. and seven last year, and got their ass kicked at their own stadium by Kansas. That's it's just shocking that they would look at that and say, "Oh boy, yeah, hey, this next year's going to be a big one for Texas." And hey, teams can make turnarounds. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know what could have occurred that would lead them to believe that some massive turnaround is, is going to happen. Are they going to be better than they were last year? Yeah, probably. But a 40% chance to win the conference? And number six in the FPI? Hardly. Oh, by the way, 6.9% that they'll make the national championship game. A real nice number there for the University of Texas. Yeah, well, I'll just tell you right now. Is that to make the national champion? Not even the semifinal, the national championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Teddy, it's 21% to make the college football playoff, 6.9% to make the national championship game. I, I would, if there was someone that would take the bet, I would bet everything that to my name that I own that Texas does not make it to a national championship game. Which I think I Googled it today. Teddy's net worth is around $10, $12 million, I think is what I found. Right around uh, that number. My current online checking account says $14.73. But uh, so, 75%. And I'm willing, to, I'm willing to risk all of it. 75% of that $12 million is, uh, you know, toys and electronics that belong to a, a six, seven-year-old in the house. So that's where all the net worth is at. Yeah. Do you know any bookies that accept MO as pay- <laughs> as a payment? Can I pay with that? If you uh, do, we're in luck. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we've got a big payout You coming, used to baby. have the cool kind of AMO. Now you just have the digital type of AMO now that you spend all your cash <laughs> on. That's, that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I'm just baffled by it. Yeah, okay. So Again, we're, I, we're baffled I, by I, it and we're annoyed by it. You know who probably really hates this? At least I would think. I would hope that he really hates this. Sarkeesian. Seriously, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst thing that can happen to him today. Yeah. I, is there any – There's there's not a Texas fan delusional enough to think that they are – Worthy of where they've been placed, right? There's, there's no way. I don't way. know, man. I, I wouldn't put it past that crew. I think most really? of them. I think they've been so beaten down that most of them by now are. Oh God. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna let this hype do it to me. I'm not gonna go through this again. But oh, I'm sure that there's some Texas fans out there that are believing that Quinn Ewers is the next Colt McCoy. That B. John Robinson is the next Jamal Charles. He's going to have a huge year. Xavier Worthington, like I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, Xavier Worthy. I mean, yeah, I'm hey, sure there's. Hey, some. they got they got some good players, but that hasn't. I mean, 
they've had good players for ever the last 25 ever yeah i mean you go back as far as you want i mean that part of the formula hasn't changed it's not like all of a sudden they've got a bunch of better players there they hadn't changed at all they out recruit oklahoma almost every single year was- i out recruit everyone in the uh, uh, i Oh, they out-recruit Oklahoma almost every year. They out-recruit everyone else in the Big 12 every single year for the last, I don't know, as long as they've been rating recruiting classes. And recently, it's amounted to jack squat for them. Um, I had a great experience combing through this preseason FPI Top 10 today because I, I focused on OU first, and the, you know the first number I found it was percentage chance to win the Big 12. And it said OU at 27%. I thought, uh, okay, wow, all right. Man. Well, who else has the numbers? It must be pretty split across the board. Then I immediately saw Texas at 41% to win the conference, and I, I literally LOL'd out loud. Wow, 41% well, chance. You know, here's the thing. I, I, could, I could look at that list and say that, you know, Oklahoma doesn't really deserve to be on there either. But whenever I see, like, Pitt and Auburn and Texas, I'm like, apparently they've run out of teams, and uh, Oklahoma, I guess, does make sense. Like, I don't know what their – I don't know what their formula is. I don't know how they arrive at some of that stuff, but, I mean, it's just – it's absurd. And then you go look at these – the ESPN College Football, most likely college football – uh, playoff matchups, and they've got five of the matchups here, and they've got Texas in three of the five matchups. Yep. <laughs> it's, a jo- it's, it's a joke, man. Woo, buddy. It's, it's a joke. Um, text line says, my buddy, UT guy, just handed me a beer and said, WTF, number six? That was his direct quote. Yeah, that's he's he's correct proper phrasing there for that beer and i i don't don't know if there's any truth to this but i was told there's been some uh message board fodder down in texas that uh, they got a legit quarterback battle going on down there and it may not be the ewers kid after all oh my god have you you heard that same thing i I, I keep hearing sork saying that it's a tight competition like Guys, there is no quarterback competition. Sart does not have a choice here, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't doubt that Hudson Card might be the better quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm right. telling you is they paid millions of dollars to Quinn Ewers and all the hype is surrounding him. I come I, One way or another, Quinn Ewers is starting the season as the starting quarterback. He might not end the season, but he will be your starting quarterback to end the season, regardless well, of what you hear. Well, that, that piggybacks into the conversation that I heard you and Parker Thune yep. having about, you know, what coach could turn it around at Texas. And, you know, Parker said they, they're going to have to do what USC did and go out and pay a huge amount of money to lure someone away. I That doesn't – that's not – it's not the coach. The coach is not the issue. Right, whenever they bring in – coach after coach after coach there and the same problem is happening well you got to start looking at a different part of the equation don't you it's not the coach it's all of the people around the program i mean that's that's where the problem lies and just like you said 
it's not up to Sarkeesian who's playing quarterback, right? It's not, I mean, man. It's, there's, there's actually a lot of truth to that. I mean, we heard, what was the rumor about last year, that there was all kinds of people telling Sarkeesian who he needs to start and who shouldn't He had to should come out and, and answer that play. at a press conference. That was a real thing that he had to answer. Right. So like, that is the problem at Texas. And it doesn't matter what coach they hire, and it doesn't matter how much money they spend, I. Uh, until there's, and I don't even think you can. But the 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 people around the program have to take a uh, a willing step back on their own, and that's just not. It's just flat out not going to happen, you know. No, it's, it's not. It, they'll find a coach out there that is good and will do the things that they feel like needs to be done around the program. I mean, that's that's what they're going to continue to do. You guys are savages on the text line today. Are Uh-oh. they are they trying to get Sark to drink again? Oh man. Um I don't know what they're trying to do. I I don't know. It's got to be I refuse to believe that there's any type of metric or formula or anything that legitimately has Texas. There's not one. Not, doing not the things one. that they say, nah, there, nah. there can't be. No, nah, there's. It not. has to be like the only metric is like how do we generate the most attention? Like there's a metric for you that would make sense for the FPI because football wise, it doesn't exist. Uh, Does by, not exist. By the way, OU at number eight, too high, too low, or dead on balls accurate? Oh, I don't know. Like I said, like if we're talking about. For chances to to make the college football playoff is like what is what is the actual rating talking about? That in that what it is the yeah I, chances I just, to no I, I think it's just more about you know who are I mean I, I think just by just pure talent maybe maybe power rankings is what they go by talent I think FPI might be just that what you're talking about yeah best chance to win the conference playoff win out and all that I think that's right. I think it's just like, so it's preseason top 10 based on ESPN's FPI. So my guess is like, that's, that's predicting what the final outcome so. is going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Oklahoma number eight, uh, I think it's dead on balls dead accurate. Dead on balls accurate. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with number eight. And I actually think that that's where they're going to start probably. If I had to pick where they start in the preseason, I might say number eight. It's a pretty good number. Yeah, and, um, you know, their they're top four, like I agree with their top four, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, there's your top four. I think that's your most likely playoff uh, scenario. Um, I think Notre Dame is going to be right there. I don't think Texas is going to be anywhere near the scene. I think Michigan probably has a chance to be in the top ten. I think Oklahoma's got a chance to be in the top ten. I think one of the teams like we've been talking about recently, like an Oregon, should probably be in there somewhere. Um, I don't. Anyone else? Like who? Who else am I missing there? Um, I don't think that you're missing Wisconsin? really anybody there. I mentioned Wisconsin yesterday. We'll see about Iowa, but um, I, I, I mean, it, I, I think it's. I'd be surprised if there's. Like, they've got two. They got Ohio State and Michigan there, but I feel like you got to have someone. I don't know what is it in the Big Ten, the West, or whatever um, from that other division, Wisconsin, 
you figure that they will probably be the top of that other division, probably be hanging around the top ten as well. So, yeah, I don't know, man. By the way, Oklahoma State was at 13, Baylor at 19, Nebraska at 35. And in the most surprising ranking of all of them, USC all the way back at 37. I thought for sure USC would be top 15. For sure. Right. Hmm. I mean, they've got they've got the highest like uh, highest rated matchup like the game according to the FPI is Alabama and Texas. That's the highest rated one. Yet they've got you know Clemson and Notre Dame are playing. They're both rated higher than Texas. I know Alabama's number one, but uh, it's just bending over backwards for Texas right now. Weird. Yeah, Weird. Um, probability of winning the Big Ten West by the same metrics, the ESPN FPI, Nebraska at number one, 29.2%. Wisconsin at number two, 289 Then you go to Minnesota at 14.2%, Iowa at 139 But, yeah, this metric has Whoa. Nebraska being the favorite to win the Big Ten West. Yeah, that's wrong. Now, I expect Nebraska to be uh, better, but from worst to first, is that what they're predicting? Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that, that that's not that's not going to happen. Just like Texas is going to go from basically worst to first this year. Man, that FPI is drunk. Drunk. Yes, <laughs> we said that at the Moonshine same time. Drunk. Yeah, uh, man, that is Four something right drunk. there. They got two people going basically worse to first. Shocker. All right, we got to hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. I-44, exit 107 in Newcastle. We got happy hour going from 3 to 6 every day. Uh, right here, they've got 350 uh, domestics. they got $5 wells, plus they always got great promotions going on throughout the casino. We'll give you more of those as the show rolls on. We'll be back. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. Check out your local dealers for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. Yeah, hi there. My name is Bob and I need some help. Uh, I haven't filed my taxes in over five years. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bring you hour number one of the rush on this Thursday. We only get Teddy for an hour today. He's out of here at 4 o'clock. Josh Helmer is going to slide in with me from 4 to 6 p.m. this afternoon. So while we got you here, uh, let's let you uh, fire out as many hot takes as possible. Let's get to the text line to get through these. ESPN and Texas have been in bed for so long, it's only fair that they show Texas ridiculous amounts of love. But what is the benefit, though? I, I, I understand that, and that's my first thought, too, is like we're trying to, to generate uh, some interest in, in Texas, but uh, what does that do for them to overrate them and have people expect something from them that they're not capable of? Like That doesn't seem like – it just seems to me – like a, a lot of times, and I can't remember who this quote should be attributed to, Probably but me. it goes along the lines of um, 
don't don't attribute to corruption what can usually just be summed up with ignorance. Yeah, right? that was me. That was me. So it's like, oh, ESPN and Texas are in bed. They're trying to make millions off of, uh, you know, where they're raiding Texas and trying to generate uh, a bunch of attention there. It's probably more likely that they're just dumb and think that they're going to be that good. Sure. Uh, did Clemson get a new QB? If not, they aren't making the playoffs. He's straight trash. They did get a no, new quarterback. No, 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 no. They did get a new quarterback. I disagree with the take, too, but Kate Klubnick yeah. had a um, – he had a nice spring game. I know that that's not the end all on, on his, if he's going to have a good year. But, yeah, they, they did get a new quarterback, and he's good. They're, they're – yeah, the Klubnick kid is good. But Clemson's problem last year was not quarterback-driven. It was offensive line-driven. And I know we we get enamored a lot with uh, the quarterback play, just jumping in and checking out the the box stats to see how he did, but that typically doesn't tell the whole story. And last year, Clemson's offensive line was terrible. And I don't care how good your quarterback is, if your offensive line is terrible – He's going to massively struggle. Yep, no doubt. Uh, Philip from McAllister, it's his brother's 23rd birthday today. He is a huge fan of the show. So a big shout-out to uh, JR. JR Jr. Uh, I don't know which one it is. But, hey, happy birthday to you. Happy 23rd. Happy birthday and Potak. <laughs> um, 23. Isn't that what they say, McAllister? I think that's right. I think that's right. Philip, you can help us out if that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, um, nothing beats your 21st birthday, but 23 is is pretty good, man. That That's like prime. You got to get it in on your birthday night territory. Yeah. Yep. And on a Thursday night, oh, let's go. Man, it's what dreams let's are made of. Let's go. Man. What dreams are made of. Hey, I know you heard uh, Parker and I talking about the hint that was dropped on our Twitter page today by yeah. Jason over there at OU, the director of Athletic Fields. He says that a uh, logo that no one has ever seen is going to be put on the 25-yard line. What's, what's your guess? I've got two guesses. I right, Someone said the OU DNA, and I think that I think everyone has seen that logo. I, it, it depends on what does it mean by has never seen. Like, we've never seen the logo, or we've never seen it painted on the field? That's, there, that's the, yeah, yeah, that's what I – There's I, a difference between those two. I'm trying to read into his response, and I can't decide. Uh, but that would – I feel like it's a design that no one's ever seen. But don't hold I me to I feel like one. we've – haven't they done the jump man on the field before? Um, or is that just, like, maybe we had that conversation before and people had the mock-ups yeah, or I something? I don't know. Um. I, I think that it's either going to be OU's, like, 212 deal that Venables had, you know, the 212 club. Sure. Or, like, the all-in mantra like, that they're talking about. Those would be my two guesses. Outside of that, man, uh like Baker Mayfield planting the flag or something to do with the statue or but you think the Heisman, it's gonna be maybe more, a Heisman. You think it's more likely it's team-driven than it is, like, individual with Baker-driven. 
No, I don't. I don't have any idea what it's more likely to be at all. I'm just saying, like, if it's team driven, those two would be my guess. If it's not those two, then I would think that it would probably be something Baker driven. Um, we've probably got I don't know, man, fifty different guesses on the text line since two thirty today, trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> my favorite though was TBOW sucks. Brit rules with a Z and an exclamation mark at the end. That's what I hope it is. But I, I'm going to guess it's Baker-related. That's my guess. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Be something Baker-related or Heisman-related or, um, I don't know, can they do, like, Baker's face with the handle? He needs, like, a handlebar mustache uh, logo, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Um like the only, the only real other thing that that I could think that maybe it would be is, does this recruiting class have some type of lame name to it? Yeah, but I just oh, okay. Here, here's the point that I brought up to Parker. You keep telling me that everything is detailed. I mean, it's it's incredibly detailed in this program. Like, nothing, everything, everything that goes in with the football program, Brent Venables has a say, here's how it's going to go. So, obviously, he had an opinion on what the yard marker, the logo is going to look like at the 25-yard line, right? I know it's not his job to paint it on the field, but I got to imagine, like, it was his idea or he had a big input. Now, with that being the case, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be recruiting driven. It's going to be team or Baker Mayfield is what I think. Yeah. Well, why do you think if that was the case, it wouldn't be recruiting? I don't know. I, 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 and maybe I have it totally wrong, and I, this probably comes off as he doesn't care enough about recruiting. I definitely don't think that that's the case at all. I just I, – I don't know. I think he has a bigger message to send out there team-wise than the recruits that are going to be on campus with the whole 25-yard line thing. I, it's just hard for me to think that he's going to prioritize that with a new logo – over right. the two twelve thing or, or anything else team related. What do they typically put there in non, like on the spring game, like during regular games, like during Big Twelve games, it's the Big Twelve logo, right? Yep, 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 yep. yep. During non conference games, is it still the Big Twelve logo? Um, I know the end zone changes. I don't, or the end zone color changes. There's no uh, crimson in the in the backdrop. I think the Big Twelve logo is still there. Okay, I think it is. But spring you, games. See, I, there, I brought this up. I thought that there was a spring game, and nobody said that I was right or wrong on the text line. I thought they did like a visor at the twenty-five yard lines one year to honor Bob. Maybe I totally crazy. I though. feel like that too. I heard you mentioning that. I feel like they. I feel like that was the case too. Or was it even the fifty-yard line? Was it the fifty-yard line? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was the fifty. I don't know, but. I, I don't have much of a guess other than the 212 or the all in. You know, <laughs> other than that, I got nothing for you, uh, you unless it's Heisman related. You guys are amazing. The new logo will be Teddy wearing a 69 jersey. Uh, yeah. The new, picture, nice. the new picture is of Josh Tucker, Teddy's teammate. Yeah. The, Former teammate of mine, Josh Tucker, over at Roof Tech. The logo is going to be Orlando Brown carrying Baker's jersey to the coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I wonder if Orlando Brown's going to carry Baker uh, from midfield out to the so. statue. I hope so. The logo will be Baker sipping tea with the boss. Okay. Yeah. Sooner Club logo has always been there for the spring game. All right. Well, I don't even know what the what is the Sooner Club logo. Uh, you you you'll, you you've you've seen it before. You'd notice if you've seen it. I, I don't really know the, how to I accurately don't even know what describe the Sooner it. Club is. <laughs> least surprising thing ever um someone just texted and said you're warm with a uh, interesting emoji so i don't know if this is um, someone with the no in the no oh, or we're warm on one of the seven hundred thousand things that we've said in the last uh, segment right. that doesn't help us out I, at all i would hope so <laughs> the logo is sam ellinger saying that texas is back meme style oh that's funny that's funny. It will be a kettlebell. Well, I love that one. That's my favorite one, the kettlebell, actually. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. Keep the text coming. Maybe we can figure this thing out together. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino. Remember, happy hour here every day, 3 to 6. They've got 350 domestics, $5 wells. Always have great promotions going on here. Uh, Newcastle Casino, exit 107. Stay tuned. It is The Rush brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico letter reminds you to live life. Anchors up. Keep the text coming. 405-651-3439. Though someone is not a fan of our humor. Um, it's not necessarily intelligent humor on this show from 3 to 6. The show has become unlistenable. The maturity level of the gibberish is that of 6th graders. I personally take that as a compliment. Yeah, I, I kind of did too, to be honest with you what we're going for hey uh listen to this comment from bob bowlsby today he was on a radio station uh one of the stations in dallas bowlsby said quotes you look at the people that have left the big 12 in the past you could argue that none of them are doing better now than they were doing before with the perhaps exception of texas a&m in quotes is he right uh yeah. Yeah, sure. Now, Missouri and Nebraska are in much better financial situation than what they were before, but I mean, how much do you measure that into, you know, they're them doing better or not in a new league? Yeah, well, that really doesn't matter, in my opinion. Like, look at the quality, look at the, the programs that left. I mean, Nebraska, when they left, they were way better than they are now. There's no doubt. But Nebraska had some issues coming. And I don't know. I guess maybe you could make the claim that Nebraska leaving exacerbated a lot of their problems. You could probably make the case there. Sure. But, I mean, here's the thing. Just because, like, I, I would also say that the Big 12 
was probably hurt just as much or more by those teams leaving the Big 12 than just those teams being hurt. It's not like the Big 12 has prospered since then. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you can make a great argument that what happened last summer doesn't happen if the Big 12 keeps, you know, the original 12 intact. I mean, maybe OU and Texas still end up going to the SEC, but it's not necessarily a slam dunk. Um, So that is an interesting comment, though, from Bowlesby. Is he trying to say, OU and Texas, be careful what you wish for? Because I don't think that you can use A&M, Missouri, Colorado, and Nebraska as an example as to why OU might struggle in the SEC. I don't think that that's a very good example. So maybe he was just, you know, making that comment just to make it, but... If he was pointing it at OU, at OU specifically, that, that, that confuses me a little bit. Well, hey, I'll be the first to admit, moving to the SEC has some risk. There is no doubt about that. Um, you know, what you gain in, like, your yearly payout and stuff like that is, is going to be great. Like, that's not where the risk is. The risk is sliding into irrelevancy if if you can't put out a good product. But luckily, Oklahoma is in a great position right now with their football program and looking to get much better over the coming years to where that transition isn't going to have as much risk as you know as some people may think and a lot of it is also going to depend on how they divide up the sec all right moving to the sec doesn't mean that you play florida georgia alabama lsu every single year right right yep it it depends on how they divide that thing up like they have the whole world convinced that you have to play alabama every single uh game whenever you're in the sec well Alabama and Georgia miraculously don't ever have to play anyone. Like, they cook up the easiest possible schedule for them year in, year out. Now, I'm not assuming that they're going to do that with OU and with Texas. They're probably going to hand us a welcome to the SEC type of schedule and force us to play a bunch of tough games. But, I mean, what schedule we get and how they treat us when we go is probably going to be a, a pretty big factor as well. Bob Bowlesby doesn't need to worry about OU's future. That's on the text line. Uh, Bob Bowlesby is a B. How about that for some sixth-grade gibberish? That's from Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite sixth-graders ever. Keep it up. Love you guys. Yeah, I love you too. Yeah, come on. You don't have to take everything so seriously. Just relax and have a good time here. We're just talking sports, okay? Um, Someone else just said, O'Doyle rules. Love my sixth-graders. I, I can understand Bowlesby, but here's the thing. What he's saying now, that doesn't matter. He should have been convincing OU and Texas of that a long time ago, right? But he wasn't losing any sleep over it's it. That was his problem. all he had to do, problem. man. It's all he had to do is keep OU and Texas happy. And I understand it can be a real chore to keep Texas happy and not have them wanting full control of the conference, but it's all you got to do. Iowa State, who cares? Kansas State, who cares? Keep OU and Texas happy, and everything would have been just fine for you. And you probably still have a job today if you were able you know, to do that. I, I, I'll tell you what is really interesting to me. So I've been up in, in 
around the facility and been talking to the people up there, and there's like a there's a full court press, okay, about getting that program totally prepared for the transition to the SEC. We got to have this. We've got to do this to be able to compete. We need to bring in that. There, there's a full-on press on a bunch of different angles to try and, and be ready whenever that transition happens. I'd like to know, like, is any of that going on at Texas, or do they just assume, like, oh, we'll figure it out when we get there? Yeah, um, I, it feels like, to me, all their energy, focus, and resources are going into the NIL game. Didn't, yeah. it, didn't it feel like that to you? Well, and that may be their strategy, and – if it is, I think that's a short-term strategy. It could could be successful early on, but you know, then again, the the bringing in of top talent has not been their problem. So they can do a bunch of nil stuff to bring in top talent, but guess what? That hasn't helped them in the past. Now has it? Would they have the number three recruiting class in the country this year? Yeah. Four. I know that Sark was at Alabama. So he's seen what it looks like, but to accurately prepare for this move and know what it takes, you, you do. You just you have to know that. You have to know what it takes to be fully prepared. I guess my question would be: Does Texas actually know? Does Texas actually know what they need to do to be in preparation for the SEC? I believe that OU does. I do, but I don't know if Texas knows what that actually looks like. How can you prepare when you don't know? Well. I don't think OU knew whenever they made the decision to go to the SEC. No, they didn't. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I do. They do now, though, with this new staff. Yeah, yeah. I. It, you would think that Texas would. They've got their head coach was coaching in the SEC very recently, so it, I, I would think that he's trying to implement a lot of those same things. But heck, I don't know. I could. I, could be wrong about that I, that's my that's my real curiosity is like what is their what is their focus on that are they are they just going to wing it when it happens It'd be interesting to see all right quick time out more from the rush coming up we'll wrap up hour number one next stay tuned Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush on a Thursday. Final segment for one, Ted Lehman. He's got to hop out a little early today. Josh Helmer will join me at the top of the hour. Hey, maybe by the time we talk tomorrow, Twitter will have a new owner. Maybe it's old uh, Elon Musk. Did you see uh, $43 billion is, uh, I guess, is what he's offering to buy Twitter for? So yeah. for $43 billion, he could buy the 10 most valuable NFL teams, the 12 most valuable NBA teams, every NHL franchise, <laughs> and every MLS franchise. Not like all those, but like he could buy the, the 10 most uh, the expensive NFL franchises with the money he's going to throw out for this. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But, yeah, you know, here's the thing. He bought, I think, 70 million shares 
all right, and then he offered to to buy the rest of them at uh, something like fifty four bucks a share, and I they're desperate to find someone else to buy it instead of him for some weird reason. And here's the thing, I he offered to buy. I think he he's averaging like somewhere in the thirties, like call it thirty five dollars a share for his seventy million shares. And he offered to buy the whole thing at $54 a share. So they're going to have to find someone to make a better offer to buy the whole thing. Good and luck. let's say someone offers, uh, you know, $58 a share. Well, guess what? <laughs> they're going to have to buy his 70 million shares Jeez. for a $20 premium. And uh, guess what? In about a month and a half, Elon Musk made about $2 billion, uh, $1.7 billion off of his investment. <laughs> Jeez, man. So he, like, he's, uh, there, it's a win, 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 no matter what happens for, for Musk. Yeah, um, with this $43 billion, he could buy the Yankees, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Knicks, the Golden State Warriors, and still have money left over. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah but the, see – those sports leagues are weird, though. To buy a team, like they've got to, like they have to vote on you to allow you to buy. You know. Yeah, but still, for so, I mean, for to, to buy all those franchises for the same amount of money just really shows how oh, much. Yeah. Ca- I mean, it's it's stupid money. Oh, it's it's stupid, 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 stupid money. Yeah, I don't even know how he. <laughs> yeah, and I know he's got a ton of Tesla shares, and that's where all of his wealth a majority of his wealth has been created it's just like to come up with 40 plus billion dollars and be like oh hey yeah let's buy that it's just it's pretty it's awesome, crazy man all you right. could probably buy every piece of property in the entire state of oklahoma for that amount of yeah, money too. probably all right well uh talk <laughs> to you tomorrow have a nice show on the huddle tonight all right i'm out of here i'll see you guys tomorrow